0: Oh, Jesus, help us now <laughs> as we come to your word. Uh, therefore, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verse 12 to 14, and it, it, it comes on the edge of a warning. Uh, and so there's a therefore, but I'm not going to tell you what it's there for. You'll have to discover it yourself. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man god is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability but with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it therefore my beloved flee from idolatry <laughs> yeah i wanted to i wanted to allow this to be framed both ways because sometimes you feel strong. Like, I can do anything. And there's no way the enemy can test me. Uh, and it says right there. Oh. So anyway, why this is framed this way is that we have this we we all have this, this pride part of us that thinks I got this. Um, and then when the testing comes, we're like, I'm not sure I've got this. And uh, as somebody said th- that so I mean, how many here have ever been in a testing temptation where you were overwhelmed beyond your ability i mean I, I mean this says it that, that doesn 't happen I, I know this says it doesn 't happen, but how many have felt that way that uh, okay that it's like this is God, this is way way beyond me uh, so it 's easy to go from I think I got this to. I really nobody has this. I don't have this. God doesn't have it this This is just going to crush me. Um, and then the center of this is God is faithful uh, i've I've been through at least one or two things in my life where I thought, this is it this This party's over. I am overwhelmed beyond my ability. And then I look back and go, no. God, I mean, every time, God is faithful. And so I've counseled many people who have come to me and said, this is it. It's beyond my ability. And all I can say, and I'll give this to you too, all you can say when you, have, when you meet your friends and, and others that you love and they're overwhelmed, remind them, I don't have an answer. I, I, can't, I can't tell you how God's going to be faithful, I can't tell you when He's going to be faithful, but I can guarantee you, God is faithful, and He will show up. Um, so sometimes it's it's way later than you expect. You're like, uh, it would have been great like a year ago if you'd showed up. Um, but let, let me just encourage you, though, with that, because you might be going through something right now, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. Uh, remember, at the heart of it, God is faithful. Okay, and then I had to throw in verse 14 that says, Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. Uh, because when we're tested, or when I'm tested, I should say, You're not like me, you know. What's it say? Is not common to man. You're not, you're not common man, but let us just say I'm a common man. Uh, that one of the things that, that we do when we're in severe testing is we try to revert to our idolatry. We try to divert ourselves and our mind away from You, you know another way we choose another another way to distract us from the pain that we're experiencing and and that that's where all the things of the world you know it's like i i i had a, a good friend that she had let's just say she had a shoe collection uh, <clears throat> i've just never seen that many shoes in one place <laughs> I, I, I was over at her house one time she was showing me her shoes and it, i mean it, I mean, now I know ladies, they need a lot of shoes because, you know, but let's just say she had more than a year's worth <laughs> if she wore a different pair every day. Um, and she would t- share with you um, that that was one of the ways she distracted herself from her anxiety. And uh, Jenny, she had a friend that, that uh, she uh, used to go to counseling and, you know, a counseling session used to be like a hundred bucks. Uh, and then she decided she liked shoes better, and so she chose the shoe path too. So I don't know about shoes and women. Uh, I, I really don't know about it, but I know that I sometimes will do things to distract myself. And now in this world, you know, we have lots of things. You know, I've, we've got a hundred streaming services. That you know, we have we have TikTok. You know, uh, how many have ever lost an hour on TikTok? I, I haven't, but uh, you, you you guys are like old people. Uh, oh, let's talk to this side of, so, this side of the room. Uh, or Facebook or whatever, you know, you're just checking the birthdays and then two hours later you're like, wow, everybody's in Hawaii but me. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's just not fair. <laughs> but we find ways to distract ourselves. And, and so... The the reason I, I this verse, if if we can meditate on it this week, would be great because one, no temptation is different because everybody's going to say I'm the only person going through this, you know, no one else has ever encountered what I'm encountering. Um, we're also going to say, well, God might have a way out of it, but I'm not sure uh, He really does, which is a lie. And then we'll revert to our idols instead of just saying God is faithful. Okay. The reason we're talking about this is we're talking about how to grow closer with Jesus. I put down, I'm like, I want to do a a talk on, uh, or a series on how to grow deeper with Jesus. But then I realized it's not a matter of depth, it's a matter of closeness. Because what happens in our life is we tend to start straying from Jesus. (laughs) You know, we start getting some distance. And we're like, hey... I'm following you still, and he's way over there. And so I want when we look at the life of Jesus, it's to teach us how to stay close to him. And last week uh, I was rushing, but then I I backed it up, and I I was talking about um, that that Jesus, that one of the things that he was most tested in uh, by the the devil was his identity, and uh, that's where that's where every temptation begins. Because at the core of us, if we knew who we were, we would follow Jesus very closely and we would become more and more like him. But when our identity, when we find our identity in any place outside of Christ, anywhere in the world, anywhere where the devil is tempting us, then we start that drift process and it's easy for the devil to take us wherever he wants us to, to go. All right, you guys with me? All right, so today, I was going to rush through and do, so two weeks ago, I was going to talk about all the temptations, and then God backed me up, and so then He t- said, just stick with identity, and then I was going to do all the temptations today, and God said, no, you're going to back me up, and I and I want you to look at some things instead um, that will help you when you're in a time of testing. Do you guys know that you're all going to be in a time of testing this year? Everybody say, what? It's like, like, that sucks. (laughs) Can I say that (laughs) Okay, edit that out. But every one of us is going to have some challenge in our life where we're going to have to choose, am I going to follow God's way or am I going to do it my way? And I was actually hating this study this week um, because as I was reading it, I'm like, wow. I'm struggling on the inside. I've got stuff that I'm struggling with, whether I'm going to go God's way or not. How about you? Anybody? You know God's way. You're going, okay, I'm just going to choose the Lord's way. But it's just so much easier to try to find another way. And as Dean was talking about, the, knowing the Word of God, I am a master at taking the word of God and allowing it to serve me. Anybody? Anybody? Okay. Instead of just saying, oh no, Lord, you lead, guide, and direct me. All right, so here we go. So we're in Luke chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. This is what it says. It says, And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit, in the wilderness, for forty days being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days, and when they were ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Okay, now in Luke, it's, it stops right here. It says, "Man shall not live by bread alone," and and the reason I, I think that he said that is that Satan. In, in Matthew, it said, he quotes the rest of the verse, <laughs> but every every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, I, th- I think it's one of those things that if I said, um, "You can do all things through," huh? Yeah, so if you know the world word, I can only I can give you half the verse, and he knew that Satan knew the word, <laughs> and he's like, "But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God." Oh boy, I hate that Jesus is quoting me half scriptures this morning because I know the other half. Anyway, that's my take. That's my take on it. That's, that's the way I think. Okay. So Jesus answered, it "Is written, man shall not live by bread alone." Okay, so in this short narrative right here. Um, It talks about the environment of being tested. And I thought, wow, that's something we really need to consider because the testings that we have in our life are in context to our environment. Let's just say, has anybody tried to lose? I I know we're only three weeks into into the new year, Um, but let's just say you were trying to lose five pounds this year. Yeah, I know, it's always 10, but you know. But the environment that you are in will actually dictate much of how you deal with testings, right? And now in this, it says right here that he was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, uh, which is indicative of two things, two things that we should uh, keep in mind. Uh, Where were the Israelites being delivered from? Anybody? Anybody? From, well, from the wilderness, right? They were trying to get through the wilderness. But there's also another correlation to this, and that is at the, at the fall of man. Where was Eve and Adam? In the garden. It's this massive contrast that no matter, and this is, the, this is the bottom line to it, no matter what environment you're in, if you're not in a place where you're going to follow the Word of God, where you've settled in your heart, no matter what God says, I'm going to do that, it's easy to fall. So if you have the best environment ever, uh, let's just say you're going to lose that 10 pounds, so you remove all the chips, all the cookies, all the other stuff, and you remove it out of your house. But you know that just one mile up the street is a great bakery. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You can talk yourself into getting in the car. That has happened to me. Uh, th- th- it's like, I, you know. So believe me, I have lost thousands of pounds over the years. I, I, I'm a professional. Uh, I, I, they can come, it can go. And uh, anyway, I'm, I'm part of it. All right, so here we go. So I want to talk about the environment uh, because Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now, when you go into, a, into the wilderness, there's kind of a, a few things that you might be thinking. One is, uh, and this is usually how we fall for temptation, is we find ourselves in a place there's not a lot of abundance. Okay, so right now, Ariana has shared that, she, that, that she's being squeezed. And Maureen has is, is shared she's being squeezed. And the rest of us haven't shared but (laughs) how how we're being squeezed. But when you're out in the wilderness, you feel like you're out there alone. And yet, right here it says, full of the Holy Spirit, He was led by the Spirit. And I want to encourage you that no matter where you are in the environment that you're in, know that God is with you. we so often feel like i'm in this thing alone god has left me with no resources that's kind of the second part of the wilderness you go and there's like there's no place to shop there's no place to go i'm hungry and we feel like there's no resources and yet jesus knew that all of re- the resources of heaven were at his at, with him we also feel, um, and this this is one of the things that the enemy, he, he comes at our identity, but he really start, starts at God's identity. And he says, God does not love you, and God does not care about you. Because when we're in a wilderness, that's what that's how we feel. It's like, why am I out here? Why am I going through this? God must not love me. God must not care. And yet... It's in that environment that God shows himself the most faithful. I know this. Okay, so here's some thoughts about our environment. One of the ways that we can help ourselves is by actually developing an environment around us in which the testing and the temptations, when they come, we are able to, <laughs> like we, not only can we see a way out, we know the scriptures that come to our mind. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. I just need to go that way. Okay, so here's a couple of things we can, we can do to enhance our environment. Dean brought up the first one, is rely on the Word of God, guys. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Word of God guy. You know that. This is it. This is the standard. This is everything you need to know and rely on. If it says it, it means it, it's true. Do you know that the enemy, he he always likes to 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 choose half truths for us? We're living in a world where we're being presented truth that's false. All of us are. And 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 you know, trying to make our way out and through it. We're living in a satanic world bubble of information now. You guys know that. And it's important for us, this is the ground. This is how we know what is true and what is right. Okay, so one part of your environment that will really help you is keep your Bible close. (laughs) Meditate on it regularly. Ask the Holy Spirit to impregnate you so that when you come to the test, you know what God is actually saying to you. Because God is not an author of confusion, but the enemy is. He wants you to even be confused about the Bible. It's like, what? Did God really say that? That was the first question that he asked Eve. Did God really say? It's like, I'm confused. Is God really saying? Yeah, God really said it's right here. Okay, so you got your Bible. When you're tested or tempted, you really need another person to confess to. When you're alone, like me, if I'm alone, I'm like, I can do whatever. I can, I can make up stuff in my mind. I can even take the Word of God and it's like, I can make it up. Anybody? Anybody knew to do the right thing and didn't do it? Anybody here in the room? <laughs> it's like, thou shalt not lie. Well, that only means that you shouldn't lie in most circumstances. But in this circumstance, when my mom asked me, (laughs) then it doesn't really apply. Has anybody ever done that? But if you have someone who's trusted around you, you can say, you know what, this week I lied. (laughs) To bring up Leonard's uh, illustration... Do you know that we some men are actually tempted by women? It's a biblical thing. It's biblical. Yeah. 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 It's it's, it's you know that it actually happens. I have heard that some men uh, can I say this out loud? They they look at pornography. Like I know two guys. How many are here? Just kidding, (laughs) who have ever looked at pornography? I don't know, you know. But again, if that's part of your lifestyle, then guess what, you need a friend, right? To say, God doesn't want that in your life, so talk to someone and say, oh, Lord. Okay, everybody okay? The guys? Okay, now I'll do a woman illustration. No, just kidding. (laughs) Shoes, back to shoes. (laughs) Just kidding. Shoes are cool. Actually, anyway, I, I, I told you I won't digress today. Um, all right, moving right along. So the environment, we need the Word of God. We need each other. And we, one thing we really need is our heart of worship. Jesus knew who he loved. And he was committed to who he loved. Now, I know when we're tempted, sometimes we're like, okay, God doesn't exist for five minutes until I'm finished with whatever my temptation is. But in this context, Jesus had, and, and that's one of the reasons we worship. And I don't just mean at church. I mean, why we, I mean, spin your worship at home. Please learn how to be alone with God so that he can set in your heart true north. So when you're tested, you're like, no matter what, God is who I'm going to honor. I'm going to worship Him. You guys with me? All right. So that's the environment. Jesus was tested in the wilderness. Eve was tested in the garden. Bummer. (laughs) Either way, uh, one, one passed, one failed. All right, I'm moving on. Now, the second person here that kind of just shows up here in verse 2. It says, for 40 days, he was tempted by the devil. So I thought we should point out something about the devil today. Um, Luke had no problem just writing them in the story. He's like, there's a devil. And, and I'm sure all his readers were like, what? <laughs> like, I don't believe in the devil. Do you guys actually know that there are, are evil spirits? that want to lie and lead you away from God. Anybody? All right. And so I wanted wanted to talk about uh, the devil for a minute. Here's his character. He's a liar. Um, But he doesn't usually just come on with just like straight lies, does he? He loves half-truths. And he he always shows, he likes to show up as the angel of light. He's like, here's a great idea. You can know, you can know, you can be like God. He's like, well, that sounds good. I'd like to be like God. In fact, one of my idols is controlling my world. I like that. I like to be God. Oops. That might be something I shouldn't do. I should let God be God. Yeah, he's a half-truther. He's a liar from the beginning. He loves to tempt us and say, you know what? God is withholding stuff from you because he doesn't love you. He loves everybody in this room except you. Ooh. (laughs) How many have believed that? Uh, I'll put my head down. I have believed that. Okay. He loves to set up... um, he, he loves to set up idols for us. Do you know that? Here's a, here's a couple idols. Uh, now, you guys, does anybody have an idol in your home? Or you've taken all your idols out? Oh, okay. You, you think, <laughs> I don't mean that big 60-inch screen in front of you. <laughs> I, I don't mean that idol. <laughs> the football game's going to be on in a few minutes. Right, we're out of here. But let's just say we have the idol of our ego and our pride. I've got that one, right? I've got that. Um, How about the idol of materialism? Anybody need more? Just this much more, and I would be completely satisfied. You too? Um, How about the idol of control? I already said it, but I want to control my life. Maureen does too. She wants to control She's like, man, I'm, I'm, this, when, God, when I can control my world, then everything will be perfect. But as she said, she's confessed that that's, it, it is. Uh, controlling is because we're supposed to have self-control and then leave control of our lives to the Lord. All right. Uh, one more. Um, self-fulfillment. Everybody here needs to be happy. Happiness is your main goal, uh, okay, <laughs> because then you'll be completely self-fulfilled. We teach this in our, in our American churches, you know that, that if you follow Jesus, you will be self-fulfilled, you will have a great life. But I've found that if you follow Jesus, He will lead you into a desert <laughs> <laughs> to be tested by the devil for 40 days. <laughs> what? Where's my black highlighter? I am <laughs> scratching that out. No, not in my Christian life. But we do we have that idol. Now, I do believe that when you follow Jesus, your life actually does get differently better because you have perspective that your life isn't all about this moment right here. And that we honor God because we can be with Him. All right, moving right along. Number three, because the games are about to begin. Uh, last thing I wanted to talk about, I think, Oh, was, was how Satan uses, uh, how, how he gets into us. And he gets into us by questioning. He begins the first question by, you know, are you, are you, if you're the son of God, right? He always likes to start with our identity. And we could talk about that two weeks, actually. Because he always likes to come to our core. Who, do you, who, who are you really? And so he starts there. And then he likes to go to the word. He says, did God really say? That's the first thing that Eve, he comes to Eve. Did God really say this? It's like, well, he didn't really, well, maybe he said it, but he didn't really mean it the way I want it to be. Um, He comes and he asks, you know, does God really love you? He comes and asks, is God holding back on you? Is the reason you're experiencing this right now is because God is withholding from you? Sometimes we think that, that God's keeping something from us, but he's not. He's trying to do something else. So the devil comes to Jesus in this moment, and I will wrap it from here. And he says, if you're the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Now think in your Bible, you biblically literate people. Was there a time when Jesus made bread? Was there? More than once? How many times? At least a couple times, right? He fed 5,000, he fed 4,000. He literally made bread. But the enemy here was trying to question him About what is it that God says? Because there is a right time for us to, yeah, to make bread. (laughs) And then there's another time. And in this time, it says, and he was hungry. How many have been hungry? All right, I know, I know. Caesar, we're going to be done here in five minutes, man. We're ready. Lunch is ready to be served. Now, I've fasted quite a bit in my life, a couple days here, a couple days there, 30 days, 40 days, 40 days. And usually, I, I like to end my fast. My, most of my fasts lately have been three to five days. Uh, and everybody's like, what, just water? Yep, just water. Um, once in a while, I'll, I'll, I'll throw a green juice in there just because I'm like, whoa, I can't, I can't function. And I'm being mad at everybody. Uh, But I always, I mean, it doesn't take much for the enemy to say, today is the day you stop your fast. In fact, anybody who's ever fasted before, if you, some of you are like, I don't, I don't like to fast. I don't do that. Uh, If you ever have, I mean, I can fast for one hour. I'm like, today I'm going to fast. And then the enemy says, "Uh, let's eat. (laughs) And I'm like, Lord, we're going to fast on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, like that. Okay, why am I saying this? Um, because the enemy wants to question us about the timing of our life. And there's always, and, and really what he's, he's asking Jesus here is do you trust your Father? Jesus did. And he's like, I have not heard my Father today say, make bread. I don't know, maybe he will in the future. And then he found out he did. But I am going to only live by what God is speaking to me. And so he comes back and he says, not today. All right. Let me leave you with a couple of questions. First of all, when the enemy comes to us, he always has the same strategy. How many have ever sinned? All right. No, no. How many have ever sinned the same way? <laughs> how many have ever sinned the same way over and over and over? Okay. <laughs> because Satan always comes with the same strategy because he knows who how we are. And so part of it the important thing is to change your environment. Get in the word, get with someone, <laughs> and worship God. Put him first. Okay. So this week, I want you to think about the ways that you're tempted. Am I going to take control? Or am I going to let God be God? All right. Then ask yourself this question. Do I know that I am loved more than anything in the entire universe? And because I'm so loved by God, <clears throat> he will provide me with everything I need. Satan will keep tapping on that. You know that. All right. And then last, uh, second to last, um, is there a certain strategy that Satan continues to use on you? Uh, best way out of that is to tell someone. It's like, I keep getting tapped this way. All right. Um. Yeah, with that I want to pray for you in your moments of temptation and I want you to pray for me too uh, a number of years ago I was praying and I heard the Lord say you're going to finish well you have no idea how important that is for me. Because I've seen, let's just say, a lot of pastors fall, not make it, for various reasons. And I never want to be that guy, so I take heed lest I fall. But you guys got to pray for me. I'm still stuck in this world, (laughs) and it's still coming at me at 100 miles an hour going, yeah, but dude, you can have that, and you can have this, and you can not follow God. I hold on to that promise, but I want you to, too. I've been in ministry a long time now. I've seen thousands of people fall and not get up. Thousands of people walk away from Jesus. And it's because they didn't realize that when the testing comes, they have to get with God. So that's my recommendation to us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that, first of all, you've been through everything we've been through. Every temptation, every testing that we have faced or do face right now, you have walked through it. And we thank you that you have, will now walk through it with us. And I just want to pause for a moment. I know that I didn't want to talk about this today because the more I studied it, the more I realized there's areas of my life where I've allowed the testing uh, to to challenge me. Let's just put it that way. Uh, Lord, and I know for all of us, um, we're always trying to find a way out that's different than the way out that you're providing for us. And instead, Lord, we want to be able to honor you. It's not so much right now we can say, oh yeah, I defeated the enemy in this. But we want to stand before you one day and hear you say, well done, well done. I saw you in that testing, I was there, and you chose me over that. And so Lord, this morning, all of us, I pray that we would rise up beyond our temptations, beyond the testings, to instead put you first in everything. We do that gladly and gratefully, Lord, this morning. Jesus' name, amen. All right. Are you ready for the week? All right. You might need to reach out to someone in your family. Go ahead and tell, tell them you're struggling. I haven't talked to Jendi this morning. I was, I was like, man, I'm reading this, and I'm like, I'm struggling. I didn't even realize it until I started looking at this. And I'm like, I got struggles. God is faithful; He will see us through. Amen. All right. Anyway, uh, so we have uh, food for uh, for thought. Um, yeah, let's ha- let's hang out, uh, share your temptations with one another if they're not too deep. Uh, if you're struggling with something, no, really, get some prayer because that's why we're here, right? Getting prayer for one another uh, because we all struggle. All right. Break. Have a good day. (laughs) All right. All right. Be blessed.